Belong to Queen Anish. Queen Queen Anish, right? Queen Anish. Yeah. Okay, I did not get that yes. wrong. I see <laughs> to- a lot of people were confused about it for a while. I didn't even understand, but I mean, it makes sense though because I didn't think about it up front. I was like, yeah, maybe I should explain my name to people instead. Okay, I mean, I, I whatever name you want to. I mean. There, there are cosplayers with all types of names, and some of them could be uh, over the top or not. I mean, it's your persona for your uh, own craft. I mean, however you want to name yourself. Yeah. As far as how I found out about you, I mean, I hate to even start off with the real tough stuff, but there was a cut. Co- you know, I should probably actually give her credit because this is how I even found out about you and it was after I mean I I didn't let me let me try to explain this all so man I don't how am I going to kind of go the long route but the short version is there was a cosplayer who got chased off of social media because uh uh, she was cosplaying as an anime character that uh, people sent all types of nasty dialogue, comments, threats, messages, just because she so happens to be black. And the character, while Japanese and Asian, uh, according to the comments, is actually white. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of people know about this cosplayer. And I mean, to the point where she came back and became super famous. But before that, mm-hmm. I found her Instagram page when there was nobody following her. And I had a mature conversation about dealing with bullies. I, I'm not saying like I, I take full credit into giving her confidence and giving her the strength to combat and come back and be able to cosplay again and not fear any type of hate messages coming her way. Mm-hmm. But I did tell her, I mean, look at all the people talking about you, everything going on. But it was a whole conversation about uh, coming to the point that bullies online for the most part, they don't really go away and you can't really, you can't take a week off and then come back and they're just suddenly not going to bother you anymore. They're going to forget about you. They, they're there, and mm-hmm. they're going to keep being there. So how do you deal with them? And it was just a really, really pleasant conversation, just kind of getting to know her a little more and also trying to figure all this out while she slowly emerges to becoming what people know as Electrobum. Or, or who was a cosplayer before that? I mean, it wasn't like she just created her account and immediately right off the bat. No, she was uh, on TikTok for a while. Just it got to a point where uh, the trolls were driving her crazy and there were death threats and all that. So that's the short version. As far as is she feeling better now, I don't really want to get into that uh, just... I mean, right now, I'm just uh, glad that she has the support because I want to focus on you. Where this comes to you is that I made a video. I tried to hide her through this week while we're trying to get all this together because she was afraid to deal with the trolls again. And 
I, I tried to keep her secondary account hidden, but mm. more and more people found out about her backup account. And then it got to the point where big famous cosplayers started talking about her and tagging her backup account. And then I responded like, okay, I can't hide this anymore. I have been talking to Electra Bum. She is okay. She'll be coming back on soon. Please use that moment to be nice to each other and, and to prove that cosplay is for everyone. Cause I keep hearing that a lot so much in my area. And that's what really upsets me is nobody in my local cosplay community ever brings this up. And mm-hmm. they spend so much time defending people who go out and risk COVID just to party or go to these in-person conventions that are getting a little risky. But one of the cases, one of the cosplayers reached or when i was talking to them they were like hey you want since you helped out electrobum here's another cosplayer so then that's where they tagged me and they didn't tag me but they showed me uh, a post of you responding to hate messages and probably dealing with the same things mm-hmm. i bet you're still dealing with that yeah i mean but it just is what it does i feel like um I had one specific TikTok where people were like were really, 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 really rude. And that was in like December and it was on my Rock Lee cosplay. And I feel like any hurt that I could ever feel from anybody saying anything to me was on that post. And after that now, I just feel like I don't care. Like you can say what you want to say, that's fine. But a lot of people are always telling me to just ignore what everybody's saying. I ignore most of the things, but some things I feel like I can say something. Like I don't have to be rude either. I don't have to come crazy, but I feel like I can respond and let them know, like, I don't know why you think this is okay. And you're also not hurting me. So you're just making yourself look crazy. And then even though you're backhandedly trying to hurt my feelings, you're still supporting me at the same time. And you don't even realize that you're doing it. So, you know, I wonder that because that's a, that's a difficult conversation to have to tell black cosplayers who may not have that tough shell. I mean, there are, there are definitely uh, Black content creators, and even my co-host, uh, Rihanna, would say, well, you know, I, they don't know me, so in that perspective, I don't give a credit what they say. They can make mm-hmm. all these types of uh, offensive jokes or insults, and I'm going to brush that off, block them, and move on. But not all cosplayers have that strength in them. And it's hard telling them to s- ignore or like don't feed in their attention because even yeah. when you say, Hey, I'm tough, I'm just going to respond and make you look stupid. Well, the fact that they are so anonymous, it really doesn't matter. I mean, you're not making a huge impact putting them on blast because they'll create mm-hmm. another account and start all over again. So really the only way a, a troll is, Trolls are going to leave you alone or maybe not be as rapid as if you just don't give them the time of day. And that's the hardest thing to tell someone who is dealing Mm -hmm. with a lot. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I feel like it doesn't really stop. But like a part of it for me to say something is more for me. Like it's more about me and myself than actually because like you said, they, they will make another account. They will keep going. It's people who I don't say anything to who just continuously just go from TikTok to TikTok to TikTok to TikTok to keep commenting. Like, I, pay, I don't know if people know this, but like, 
I might not be able to see everybody's comments. I might not get to reply to everybody, but I can see people's names. Like if I see it and I see it again, I remember it. So it was like, all right, I, I saw you say this and then you're over here saying this. And I'm just like, okay, that's cool. So eventually I'll, cause I like to, sometimes when I'm sad, I'll internalize something that somebody says to me, even if I already know, like it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense, but like, I'll still just take that to the punch. So it's the point now where it's like, I'm trying to learn how to speak up too, instead wow. of just being like, okay, like whatever, like it's fine. Cause it's not fine, but like, it's still going to be there regardless. No, so like, it's kind of more for me. Cause I'm really like timid. People don't really know that about me. I'm really timid and shy. So I'm like trying to like break that. So no, I get it. I mean, you, if someone says something very offensive to you, that I mean, especially if it's out of racism and spite and hate, I mean, that's something to not ignore. But at the, at the same time, it, it's like, like you could report and, and get that count deleted and then they'll just come back and continue mm -hmm. on and keep creating this negative atmosphere and only increase it because they're like oh wait these people are responding to me then I'm just going to create another count I'm going to get even bigger with it because I saw what happened with a cosplay of color tracking down this one troll that just went around and tried to uh, harass different even including you Mm -hmm. and would they would get rid of their his account and he would just create another account and start all over again and they would keep doing that mm -hmm. i wonder if they if they didn't respond to him would he be so inclined to keep going and i don't really i mean that that's that's a tough situation but i mean mm -hmm. if anything i just try to focus on bringing a smile to the faces of those who need or i mean definitely deserve it and whether or not this could be solved as far as right here on instagram and tiktok i don't know all, all i can do is just keep trying to find ways that might or that might go into helping someone and that's where recently one of my co-hosts brought up his uh, id shield which is his uh, cyber bullying protection program and anyone who feels like they're getting harassed or bullied by internet trolls can actually contact and work with them. And they can track down the actual IP of the bully and press charges. So, in, I mean, in that regard, that does seem like there will be repercussions if you go that route. The other is... Mm -hmm the app flow which is supposed to be a black made and black positive tiktok app that's coming out in a beta format next month so when that comes out i'm promoting the heck out of it i, I just th this whole month i've been trying to find ways to help because of i mean i'm not just a lecture bum but other black cosplayers who don't even have nearly as much support that are dealing with all this and don't mm -hmm. have that confidence and even with her she still gets all of this hate and i uh I, I i try to find some way to help them if i can yeah and it's hard when right at the spot i just don't have a solution outside of what i just mentioned to you yeah but i mean what do you think I don't know. I'm be honest. Like finding the solutions for people to just, I feel like because they just hate themselves and they want to project it on other people. It's really hard to do that, especially when 
you want the security of being behind the keyboard. But I actually have had a few people where I've just blocked and I haven't said anything to, and they've hit me up from their burner accounts and, and begged me to unblock them and said that they're not going to do it anymore. And they actually really haven't done it anywhere. But I know everybody's not like that. It's not every, and then just like how with some people where you do respond to their comments and then they stop doing it or you educate them and they do stop doing it. But there's going to be people who are relentless and are going to continue to do whatever they want to do. So I really feel like it's more about what are you going to do for yourself? Because you really can't yeah. control anybody else. People are going to do what they want. So. Yeah. But until we figured that out, I should probably get to, I am sorry I even started out with that, but I oh, mean, fine. do you even answer the question how I found out about you? I mean, that, that that's kind of the long slash a short story, mm. but I mean, I really do like your cosplays that you got. I mean, the, the profile image you have is uh, Ash Ketchum, but you've done quite a few different pop culture and anime or uh, costumes, right? Or what was this first one? Like what made you want to start cosplaying? Um, I think the first cosplay I ever did was Tsunade. Um, I actually went to DreamCon in 2019. And then after I went there, I was like, yeah, well, this is something I would like to do. I was kind of like insecure about it, but then I said, why not? So I did. You're, I, I, I noticed you also have your dog with you. That's that's been my whole weekend. I've had my dog jump in my face and interrupt me the whole time. So yeah. I get the feeling right there. But yeah, I'm trying. He he's really attached. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I mean, that's what pets do. They want to give you unconditional love whether you need it at the moment or not. And I'm mm -hmm. so glad that I tired my dog out to where she is sleepy because <laughs> the whole day she doesn't want to jump all over my face. Kiss yeah. Me and then, uh, you know, get into things. She brought a dead bird into the house, and that, oh, no. that was the, that was the that was the freakiest part because she, no. she thought this dead bird was a, some toy, and I just like, what are you yeah. doing? Now it's a baby pup. She's five months old, so she doesn't get it. I get yeah. it. I that was. That was that was really hard to pick up and put in the trash. I believe that. So it wouldn't have been me. I'd have had to call somebody. <laughs> yeah, but that I mean that's great. You were able to get or be at a con while you started cosplaying because I've been discovering mm -hmm. that some of these or black cosplayers I've interviewed they began right in the middle of the pandemic. And that's a whole different experience to mm -hmm. get into. And I mean, how are you even feeling right now not having a, or being in a uh, convention? Um, I actually am kind of upset by it, especially since like, so well, uh, technically the pandemic kind of started away in like January was like, wasn't really official till like March. So I started, I went to the con in May. I had my first cosplay made by October. And I had already been to like two cons since then. And I still couldn't cosplay, but I'm still going places. I have all the anime stuff. And then I actually started going to a lot of cons. After I had the Tsunade cosplay, I started just going to con, to con, to con. I'm like, I don't care if it's big or small, where is it, I'm gonna go. It was actually really fun. And it made me realize like, I have a place where I can feel safe without people judging me. Like where I live in New Jersey, there's like nobody out here, like nobody cosplays. You might be able to find some people that come around, but like, I can't find anybody. Like. Barely, barely even two people. 
So it's like not a lot of research and stuff, but like that was more around my area. I like to like personify characters. Sailor Moon was always my favorite character and I always would love to be a Sailor Scout. It's one thing I always thought about and I'm like, well, why not? Like, go for it. Like, if you want to do it, just do it. So I was like, let's do it. But if I probably started during the quarantine, everything would be different. Like, because I really miss the cons. Like, I really do. They're like really inspirational. You know, I would get that. I mean, especially how we started off talking about receiving trolls because i i've been thinking that most of the black cosplayers i've interviewed they've had a much more pleasant experience cosplaying in an app in-person convention and usually because most of these punks are too scared to really do or say any of these things in person mm-hmm. and that i feel like is the end solution to pretty much every black cosplayer out in here getting harassed right now. Uh, I mean, do you, did you have a great experience at cons? I mean, yeah, um, I, 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 so. yeah. yeah I, I think it was, uh, I want to say it was anime NYC. Cause I don't think I got the cosplay for Comic-Con cause my cosplay wasn't ready yet, mm-hmm. but anime NYC it was a lot of people who were coming up to me, taking pictures of me. It was people that I actually wanted up making friends with on Instagram and Facebook. And like I talked to them now with some people that I met while I was there that I didn't even know that I met when I was in DreamCon. So like, it was really interesting for me to do. Like, I really, I had a very good experience at Anime NYC. Everybody was really nice. Got to take pictures with a lot of people. I keep all of my photos too from all of my cons. So that was really fun. And I enjoyed it. I would go again a thousand times over. Yeah, unfortunately, I've never been to cons out of my state, but I mean, I've made friends who live in, in in New York and I've heard about anime and comic conventions in New York mm-hmm. and, and now there's this talk about it coming back in the fall and also in the spring I mean this the conventions here in, in Dallas they're all slated for the fall do you think it will be safe and when it will be safe do you feel the desire to be around people uh, right off the bat oh man um i'll tell you what you probably not going to catch me at any spring kind of convention because it's that's like right around the corner i mean i'm not gonna lie if they said DreamCon was still happening i definitely would make my way to waco because i wanted to go last year i definitely would go but i really don't think cons with a bunch of people all around each other unless we're all cosplaying with masks which that's cool too but like I don't feel like that's a good idea, but I, would I risk it? Maybe, maybe, unless it's DreamCon, that's a definite, but maybe in the fall, maybe we can see what's going on with the whole vaccine, what's happening, maybe, but I don't, I really don't know. Cause there's, there's a lot of people that go to conventions. Cause like Comic-Con, it was so many people. You couldn't even like walk. So I don't know about that. Well, that's what I was saying. When, when I meant spring, I meant spring 2022. Like the- Oh yeah, it, I was yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How we go? Yeah, like over here in Dallas, uh, uh, the Dallas Comic Con and Ocon, I think Anime Fest as well, they're all in the second half of this year, not in the first half. And I feel like the the con go or the con uh people are not the people, the, the people who worked on the cons, they feel more confident in the later half. And I, I mean, that's what we all feel now that the vaccines are out. Eventually, we're all going to get them. 
I mean, I I do miss cons too. I just feel like over here, I'm just going to be selective of who I trust after discovering all the stuff going on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with Black Lives Matter and also COVID and all that. But outside of that, I mean, I feel like it's almost a positive and a negative. You find that there are some people who are not worth it, and then you discover new friends. And I bet through this quarantine, you've probably made some new cosplay friends you hope to hang out with. Yes. I mean, I'm going to say it took, it took me up and probably until like maybe mid-January. I had no cosplayers on like my social media stuff. I couldn't find anybody, but now I'm starting to really find people. And I, I honestly want to say it's because of TikTok because I see a lot of people's stuff on TikTok. I like to share everybody's cosplays. If I think your cosplay is cool, I'm sharing you. Like, so well, I, mean, I would like to make more friends. Oh, I, I do too. And it's, I, I think that it's cool. There is this whole community just about supporting each other, uh, cosplay of color. And that, I mean, that brought me to pretty much almost all of the black cosplayers I've talked to or Asian cosplayers and just seeing something so beautiful as that. And hopefully that transitioning to in-person cons when that happens again yeah um, i hope so yeah um, i mean we're I, I mean as much as we talk about the negative things going on with social media and, and as there been a positive experience being a cosplayer i, I mean including of what i mentioned uh, like do you find the joy and fun of cosplaying today Yes, I actually have a lot of fun when I cosplay. Only part that I don't like about cosplaying is doing my makeup. That's it. But past that, I have a lot of fun. And I always like when I get nice messages from people. Like, there's a lot of people that always tell me, like, besides the fact that I'm a cosplayer of, co- of color, I'm a plus size cosplayer. So, like, I get a lot of hate, like, from both ways. But there's a lot of people who also come forward and are always like, well, you just inspired me to do this, or they were afraid to do this. And then because of me, they want to. Like, that makes me happy. Like, because I know what it's like to be picked on or feel like you are not good enough to do something or you don't look like the average person that's doing this. So for me to be able to inspire somebody else to do something and then they're happy now, I like that. Or just somebody who was having a bad day and they tell me I made them smile. I love that kind of energy. No, that's the kind of stuff I want to see. No, that is wonderful. And I'm very glad to see that you're going on social media. People are looking at your cosplay uh, on TikTok and Instagram. I mean, what what type of uh content do you like to create i mean mean, that's another thing besides dressing up like what do you do with your cosplays when you put that into video and other things like you know oh all right so really i feel like i'm a mixed bag you never know what you're gonna get from me it depends on what kind of mood i am and it also depends on the character I do always love to make at least one transition video when I cosplay. So we can try to, I'm trying to get better at doing that. So everything looks a little more fluid. But I think my favorite part is when I make dancing videos in my cosplays. A lot of people seem to like those. Yeah. I mean, dancing videos are very trendy, especially the adult dancing videos. And whether Mm -hmm. or not you're into that part. But (laughs) I mean, Meg Thee Stallion, she's still, well, I don't think people do the the body artist song. I I don't know what it's even called anymore. But yeah, not anymore. I don't think so. I haven't seen that in a minute. Yeah, I mean, but people but, like to twerk. I mean, hey, there no no king shame in that. Uh, whatever you're into, if it's 
kid friendly or adult dancing. I'm... I like. I prefer kid friendly. <laughs> I prefer it to be kid friendly so everybody can take part. Like I see a lot of stuff on like TikTok where it's like, oh, 18 plus duets, and I'm just like, oh, okay. But somebody actually hit me up yesterday and asked me could they do at my video or do they have to be 18? And I'm like, no. If you want to do it, go ahead. Like it's for everybody. You're on the app, so I'm not gonna deny you unless I'm doing something that is completely shameful. Then I would not. I would not be okay with a kid doing being involved with it. I don't even know why kids are on TikTok. Honestly, it's it's so adult that platform is, and there's pedophiles. I don't. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Their parents allow them, so I can't say anything. Yeah. I know a lot of parents that won't let their kids get on there, though. Somebody actually has somebody. I think it was the silhouette challenge, and it was I somebody I follow on Twitter, and he was saying that. He was mad because his daughter can't even get on the app. And I'm like, why? He's like, because that's the silhouette challenge. I'm like, well, even though they say TikTok is for kids, it's really not for kids. Like, so, and your daughter's really young. So why are you letting your daughter on TikTok? Well, all the things that are on there. I mean, I get why, because it started out that way. And besides, Mm -hmm. I think little kids, they like to make silly, quick videos and they like watching really quick videos. So mm-hmm. it is a shame that it evolved to something as more adult oriented or oriented. Mm-hmm. And regarding the silhouette challenge, I mean, I did my own parody of it because I, I will not <laughs> actually get taken. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, there people want to uh, express themselves that way. I've seen cosplayers where they love their boobs and they, uh, you know, feel them and all that. And <laughs> ah, nah, yeah, I'm guilty. Hear it, I get it. <laughs> no, no, actually, I think one of them like tagged themselves as hentai cosplayer, and I just looked at that like, okay, all right, that's cool. Hey, love your image. If you that's what you want to do, that's fine. I have grown to the point where I am at no point of kink shaming or or sexual shaming. You you get freaky deaky all you want, as long as yeah. it's not about violence or any of that. And if you're if that's what you get off to, no. But yeah, in regards to that silhouette challenge, I think I heard something about someone trying to edit where you can see the silhouette videos without the silhouette yeah there was a, there was actually a girl going around warning females to make sure that they at least have something on because the red filter there's there's a way you can take the red filter off and people can just see you so yeah, yeah. i don't think you should be getting naked on an app anyway if i'm just being honest like at least bra underwear something to block your privates like i feel like that that should be a minimum, but to each his own. I don't judge anybody. No, no, don't, no, no. Ju- well, I mean, no judge, but yeah, I guess be careful what you do on the internet. Because mm-hmm. once it's there, it's there. Like all it takes is for one person to screenshot it. I think Snapchat got it right because they're the only thing with a warning letting you know somebody just screenshotted this. Yeah. Are you on Snapchat? I'm on Snapchat, but. I don't get on there. I was on Snapchat like when it first came out before it was even a thing. And then it blew up and I was like, all right. I honestly just use it for the filters because there's a lot of good filters on there. All right. Well, I mean, how do you just, how does Snapchat, do you think benefit cosplayers or no? (laughs) 
I really don't think it does. I don't. I don't think it does. I mean, maybe the only thing on there I would say is going to be the filters because I'm not going to lie. I got my um, Hinata eyes off of there. I got my um, Kakuzu eyes off of there. I got the red filter from off of there. But that's it. Past that, I don't see a need to have a Snapchat because what it was it for? Like for your story, you can have stories on any app now that's already there. Past that, what's what's the point? I have all these people on there, and I'll and, and <laughs> I honestly get a lot of stuff I don't want to see. A lot of inappropriate messages. So what's the point? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I guess if you want to kind of make it like a OnlyFan kind of thing, sure. Yeah, sure. But is that really for your? That's what I. Yeah. I... Yeah. yeah. Yes. Again, no yes, shaming. A player cosplayers are doing it. They want to. Yeah. Express them, and it's it is an easy way to make money. It is. Um. It is. It is. I I have certain boundaries that I don't cross. Okay. I mean, but other people might willingly cross, and then that's fine. But I try to. The thing that bothers me about OnlyFans is it's a lot of people that you know. Like it's it, it, it's a lot of people that you know personally, and people that you will see on the street and stuff. I mean, granted, you know, there's people that's all over, but like there's a lot of people you know that you got to actually still see and deal with. And for me, that's the weird part. If I'm being honest, because people see you in a light that you they wouldn't normally see you. And then they start treating you differently. Like people treat me differently when they they hear I have OnlyFans, and I'm just like, I. That's why I make sure I specify. Like, no, we're not doing that. No, I don't want to make content. No, just, just no. Well, that's the thing. If you do anything sexual, there are people who are going to look down on you because, uh, hey, mm-hmm. God, Jesus, and uh, don't. Uh, well, I'm not saying that to be, you know, talk down to. Christianity, but there are people who. No, you're up, right, though. Yeah, there, there are people who grew up that way to where, hey, if someone is doing freaky things or they're doing something uh, sexual, then they're probably not a good person or mm-hmm. that, that's not something to be proud of. And I'm like, no, if they're, if nobody is being harmed, that, I mean, that's the big difference. If you're doing something mm-hmm. sexual and lends to, physical or emotional pain then yeah but if it's not and it's just something you enjoy and it's not hurting anybody like so what if you have an only fans but i mm-hmm. i get that i get that type of feeling because it's still kink and and sexual behavior is still something that's not largely socially accepted like mm-hmm. it, it, we took so long for even geeks and nerds to somewhat be socially acceptable mm-hmm. so that is very true i mean i i get it maybe you should like put on a mask and pretend to be someone else and when they see uh your only fans it's like another person you could or you could be like anonymous anonymous you could have that weird french uh white mask where it's like a mustache and i don't i don't know if you've heard of the hacker group anonymous but uh and they're they're they're, those guys are freaky so i'm gonna tell you an anime fest story now anime fest is a great convention is amazing it's comfy and i mean that's why people go to it it's very affordable many people out of texas visit anime fest it's just a really Mm. awesome convention but there was one time where a group of guys, uh, unnamed anonymous, they 
showed up one night while it was also raining outside and they were it was they were just lining up outside of the convention right outside of the convention with large screens showing uh, pigs getting tortured and it was terrifying no yeah security came down and and told them to screw off so they did go away but at the moment it was still disturbing especially since it was otherwise a kid-friendly convention because they're playing Mm -hmm. kids to go to anime fest but that that was right outside as you you just see (laughs) people in a people with suits i mean it's kind of like a james bond movie in some way and uh, or what that group specter or something like that but it was it was the creepiest thing i've seen at a convention ever but uh yeah no so have you seen these masks right here okay you probably can't see it yeah yeah, yeah that, that's what i'm saying you put that you. mask on although then that would be that would be some horrifying uh poor yeah <laughs> those masks are freaky i'm not even gonna lie <laughs> A lot of DJs use those masks, though. Yeah, maybe it could be like an anime, a happy anime girl mask. I don't know. Yeah, see, I think that's awesome. I think that would be fun. If you can disguise yourself and still do the freaky deekies you want to do, then I think, I mean, or just with OnlyFans, like, maybe that's just something you keep to your fans. I don't don't know. Like, I don't have an OnlyFans, so I don't have... I'm just winging it. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> I'm just winging it. I'm just trying to make it work good when I can. I mean, maybe eventually I'll open up a little more. I'll be willing to do more. But right now, nah. I just take a few lewd photos and like call it a day. Okay. Well, you also have a YouTube channel. I know. Yeah, you I need to update that. Yeah, you haven't made a, a video in a, a while, but I, I looked at that or one of your YouTube videos. It was drunk, uh, drunk debates. Woo! Drunk discussions, yeah. Drunk yeah. discussions, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to actually try to bring back shots and shit. Honestly, I yeah, have really, I have a lot of fun when I do that. You, you just gave, like, the new uh, name for the show, or the show that you do. Yeah. Yeah, you could do sh- shots and, and, and stuff, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when you just yeah. said that, I was like, hey, that's a new name for it. Like, don't just say drunk discussions just shots and crud <laughs> the reason why it, it was drunk discussions because i actually it actually was shots and shit like it started off as shots and shit but like so people that come on my show a lot of times could not handle the shots and shit because it was like you had to take a shot every five minutes and then you and if you're talking for an hour that's a lot of liquor and like i can hang i can hang but the people that were coming on could not i can't think of a single person that could hang so then it would be oh well we're, we're just going out like we'll go to the club and it's like well you guys want to record it's like yeah I'm like well let's just call it drunk discussion because we're not taking shots like nobody's taking shots we're already lit but i do want to bring back drunk discussions i just need somebody who can hang with me and I, or maybe i might make the like the a lot of time for the shots a little longer so it's a little better yeah well or you could do it at conventions i mean there are some people like to get drunk at, at, at the after parties I mean, I'm sure yes, there in are. New York City, there's after parties. I mean, con goers, they got a party when the con's over. So yeah, you can, always fun. Yeah, you, you can ask like random con goers, hey, who wants to do shots and crud? 
uh yeah just take a shot That's and then take a fun. dump right after that oh lord <laughs> <laughs> i actually want to get back into doing voiceovers though for real voiceovers. i like them mm, i have a few of those on my youtube too i actually do just i just do a bunch of stuff when i feel like doing it i just do it okay well, I mean, that's what some cosplayers are getting into, though, voice acting as well. It might not necessarily have to be, okay, I just want to get hired by Funimation and do... A, well, I mean, that's what a lot of voice actors, they dream of working at a bigger company. But you could just... Uh, there's this thing called anime dubs, and not anime dubs, uh, fan dubs or uh, anime bridges. There's different little fan-made anime voiceover type videos or things that people do mm -hmm. i mean if that's something that you find entertaining and then when cons come back you can do all that stuff one of the voice actors at funimation right now i've known for so long because she worked uh, she was actually a voice actress for a project I worked on a long time ago and it got canceled because uh, not very good uh, relationships with the person I was working with. Mm. But she is known today as uh, Corey Sudberg or, um, or Megami33 or something. But yeah, she, uh, she went from, hey, I'm, I, I just want to voice act and I'll do any of these uh, voiceover stuff. So now she's actually voicing in real anime. So, I mean, you never know where this could lead to. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to open that door because um, voice acting would be so awesome, honestly. Well, you got to like keep a typical nine to five is for me. got to keep that. I know. I just need more time. Like, honestly, like, so I was talking to my friend yesterday. He, um, so he's a YouTuber and his YouTube is actually, he actually has 14K followers yeah. and he started his YouTube because of me when I started my YouTube, but I was also doing other things. So he wound up having the plan and he quit his job and he made it like his full-time thing and he's also, he's flourishing. I want to quit my job so bad so because I could do so much more. But it's like, at this point, I feel like COVID just kind of like, just like put a big hitch in like all of my plans, mm -hmm. honestly. Because also like I was supposed to, my plan is to move to Houston. Like I was trying to move in the fall, but now all this other stuff is going on. Mixed with the pandemic and everything that's going on in my family, that's probably not gonna happen because I was also in nursing school and I was trying to finish that. But <clears throat> I definitely think that I want to get back into doing voiceovers. I actually was looking up materials today. I plan on dropping new stuff soon. I got somebody that's gonna collab with me, but okay. yeah, I know I gotta keep going. It's just a lot. I need more time. I need yeah. more time. Yeah. And you mentioned Houston. I, I tell you, anime conventions, they're, I mean, I mentioned Anime Fest, but there are other great anime conventions here. They're just full of life. And mm -hmm. another way to even network with anime voice actors, because Funimation is actually based here in Texas. And I mm. think a couple other, or I, I think Toei Animation is another one. And Toei Animation, I don't think they're as popular, but I, I thought Toei, yeah, Toei Animation is the, they're the group who do the Pokemon anime. And they did Sailor Moon, so they could talk to me anytime. Okay. Well, yeah. I love I mean, me a Sailor Moon. Yeah, you, you, you do, uh, or I mean, with, with uh, moving to Houston, I mean, that's, 
kind of close to the stuff that you want would do yeah Uh, i mean yeah i I, my family we're not thinking about moving just yet we're probably gonna wait for the pandemic to get over and my dog to be fully potty trained Uh, yeah i mean life still goes on you have lots of life ahead of you so any, any point i mean there's always a time to get to i mean just don't wait till the last minute uh until it's too hard to get into something like this or maybe it's too yeah i have no idea i don't know either but we gonna shoot for it worst they can do is let me know yeah that's my attitude on things now it should be miss i enjoy talking to you you're just a wonderful lovely woman and with all the anime posters behind so you're just dedicated to all the (laughs) stuff you like to do we just went on a road to so many different things between cosplay and anime uh voice acting but i mean all all stuff relating to you where do people find your work and just follow you up and everything honestly i'm learning a lot of people find me on instagram i feel like instagram and twitter are the number one the number one thing that I'm most active on, I am active on TikTok. I am finding people finding me off of TikTok, but they're only finding me on Instagram. But I feel like Instagram is definitely the one. Okay. And this will be recorded onto Pond Express, which is everywhere, whether that be Facebook, Instagram, and also Twitter at ChasePond64, but the rest of the Pond Express. Pond Express is on any podcast listening platform. You can listen to this anywhere. Yeah, there'll also be little video clips that will then go on to Insta Reels and also TikTok as well. And as I mentioned at the beginning of uh, protection services, I need to go ahead and advertise that as well for those who are dealing with uh, unfortunate harassment. Uh, I, I think a lot of people need to know about this right now. And that is Craig is Craig Charles dot we're uh, legal shield.com and I'm going to also put that in the description of this podcast upload for those to click the link and uh, you know get help if you are dealing with ongoing cyberbullying and you would like at least a close the closest thing there is to a solution at this moment while you have things like flow being in the works and I think a system where they can actually track down these bullies and charge them. I can tell you there are probably some black cosplayers that would say, sign me up. And you're nodding yeah. your head like that is you too. Well, until then, uh, Miss, I hope you have a great rest of your night. And I'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Of course.